Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Corinne. And I'm Rainy. Happy Tuesday. Happy last podcast day. Oh my gosh. Season five flew by. Yeah. Literally. You were just saying that an episode in January. Feels like it was last month. (laughs) Shaq, yeah. Yeah. That's so wild. Um, How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, thinking ahead into the future. It's June. Um, I'm glad it's summer. I'm ready for some rest and relaxation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. May was crazy busy for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Very. Um, but it feels like the summer's going to be fun and chill and nice, hopefully, and work. Everyone will work a little bit, but also everyone will have fun. Yeah, we're not going to go immediately back into being too busy. No. We're going to enjoy the sun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super ready for summer days and being on my bike and spending the whole day hanging out. And yeah, I think it'll be good. I also want everyone to know, live performance is back. Yes. So spend your summer... Buy the tickets, go see live performance work, Mm -hmm. go see Fringe, go see Luminato, go see concerts at Budweiser Stage, go see concerts at Scotiabank, go Scotiabank. (laughs) I mean, yes, that is the arena. Is it? Is is that Calgary? No, 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 Scotiabank Arena is where the Leafs play. Thank you. And the Raptors. (laughs) For some reason, I was like, did I say Saddledome? No. Um, But speaking of Saddledome, I don't want to jinx this by saying it's too early, but Edmonton is kicking Calgary's butt. This is going to be late. In wow, two weeks. so <laughs> just jinxed it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Edmonton's going to win. Edmonton did win. I'm going to I'm gonna manifest it right now. Okay. Edmonton is already in the next round of the playoffs. Great. Amazing. So <laughs> if you're listening to this and that's not what happened, we're very sorry. <laughs> sorry for all my fellow Edmonton fans. And fake news. Mostly sorry to my dad. <laughs> Hashtag fake news. Um, yeah, but take this time to go see all the things we couldn't go see last year. You know, there's going to be so many great shows happening. Yep. I will be in a fringe show. There's also lovely, like, other dance pieces and theater pieces that are going to be in fringe this year. Luonato has some cool things up and coming. Yep. All of the things. There's all things from our favorite theater companies, like Soul Pepper mm-hmm. and Why Not. Everybody's in full swing. Lots of, like, interesting, um, I think I just saw from... Soul Pepper. Also, they're doing like mixed productions, so like both filmed and live, or only fifty percent capacity, depending on the venue. Like they're really trying to accommodate a lot of different people and how our people are feeling mm-hmm. moving into the summer, and they're still being COVID, obviously. Um, they're trying to accommodate everybody's feelings and attitudes around it, and making it the most comfortable right environment for everybody, which. Right. You know, is like what we've talked about for the last like year about accessibility, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope you have a wonderful summer. Yes. This is our final episode of the season. So we will be doing a recap of all of wonder all the wonderful, beautiful moments that we experienced mm-hmm. in the past thirty three episodes. Yeah. And this does not mean that like what we've chosen are ones that like stick out in our mind. It does not mean that one episode is better than the other. They're in no particular order. Yep. Yeah. Um, before we get into those, we did some, I pulled some like fun stats just because we've never done that before. Um, in season five, we had 33 episodes, like Rainy said, 
episode 128 to today's episode 160, which is another fun round number milestone. Yes. <laughs> um, we did 17 of them in person, 16 over Zoom. I honestly thought it was the other way around. I thought when I was like going through and looking at yeah, photos, I was like, oh, I, it felt like we did more in Zoom than we did in person. Yeah. Again, that was that like weird time in, I feel like... December through... December through January where we were on Zoom. Right. Um, I feel like even end of November maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And we did leave it up a lot to guest discretion. Totally. Like, and if, like, if location. Like if they're... Oh yeah, there was like four here. or five guests that were not even in yeah. the city. Yeah, exactly. True. So we were able to, much like we were talking about, about being accessible, we were also able to be accessible. Yeah for our guests and for our listeners to get a wide range of artists. Totally. Um, we reached the top 20 in the performing arts category in Apple Pod, which I thought was fun and exciting. And I don't know if we ever have before. Mm. Or maybe we have, but like, I will say not since the pandemic, right? Because everything's been like so yeah. crazy and different. Yeah. But maybe in the first couple seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also like live and performing arts is like a hard category to hit top for. Like it's like <laughs> trying to hit like, like I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about how to like get your rankings higher. And the hardest ones are like comedy, mm. news. Yeah. And then it's like live and performing arts or something like that. Or right. performing. There's some performing arts. Yeah. Performing arts. Um, it's like impossible to get super high sometimes. So that is a good feat. Yay. Um, for the entire eight months that the podcast went on there, we had 5,500 downloads, Yep, which was, feels like a great number mm-hmm. for eight months and 33 episodes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun little stats, you know, we pay for those. So might as well look at them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how this is going to work today is we have pulled five memorable moments or world words worlds of wisdom (laughs) sorry words multiverse (laughs) multiverse um five words of wisdom or memorable moments from the many artists that we had to choose from over this past season um and five answers to the question is being an artist fucking killing you yes um these are in no particular order these are what stuck out to us these are just wonderful little tidbits to send you on your way for a wonderful creative open summer yeah um and just because they resonated with us doesn't mean that they had to resonate with you or that an episode that is like on your mind isn't something that we also loved yeah yeah we also were talking about like how it happens like every season where like themes come up Mm, yeah and this past season, we there was like a lot of themes surrounding um, addiction, yep, and d- how to deal with that and how artists deal with that. There was a lot of talk around motherhood, which was really interesting, like more mm-hmm. than we're used to womanhood, um, whatever that may mean for you. And what's one more? What were you thinking? Um, workload, workload, work-life balance. Yes, coming yeah. in and out of the pandemic, how we, yeah how we accommodate our time yeah and like how our idea of work-life balance has really really shifted and i'm seeing it like across industries like across like many of my friends that do other things they're like i am not willing to put up with 
X, Y, and Z anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're really like putting their foot down and setting boundaries, which is great. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So these little quotes and little moments that we've pulled will also kind of associate with those. Yeah. Great. So let's start with these words of wisdom or memorable moments. Jewel Blackman. But maybe as I've gotten older, I've become less afraid to vocalize what my needs and wants are. Right. Not that I don't struggle with that, but yeah, I think I used to worry a lot about repercussions, about what other people would think mm-hmm. and say. Um, and sometimes I still do, but but I'm able to get over that now and ask for what I want and say what I need to say. Um, like there was a recent situation where Amber Gray is leaving the show. She plays Persephone and I understudy her. And... Mm-hmm. And I wrote a letter to the creative team and I titled it Audacity to Ask. I said, my motto for this year is to have the audacity to ask for everything that I want and that I need. So I need to know from you all if I'm even in consideration for Mm -hmm. this role. And if I'm not, please let me know so I can go about my business. And uh, and I don't know if Jewel five years ago would have done that. Hmm. Right. Um, But I was like, I have nothing to lose at this point. And the more information I have, the better. So I don't feel like somebody else, the balance of my life life is in somebody else's hands. Right. Right? Joelle Blackman was one of the lovely guests we had over Zoom, Mm -hmm. I think early in 2022. Wow. Yeah. Almost dated us. Yeah. (laughs) Two years. (laughs) No, that's okay. It was really nice talking to her. I mean, she's on Broadway right now. Yes. She is a working theater performer living in New York with a child living in Canada. Yep. She talks about motherhood. She talked about asking for what you want and having the audacity to ask for what you want, which is sometimes really hard for us as artists and as women to ask for in work situations so totally it was really nice to hear from her someone who's made it to where she is like bravo to her and that she has done it by able being able to have the courage to ask for what she needs right and that courage to take on whatever repercussions come from what asking what you want because she talks about that's what like her big fear is Mm -hmm. it's the fear of the repercussions like what happens when you ask for what you want right. well the worst is that it doesn't you don't get it or in her case the best was that she got it yes one thousand yeah. percent but like if you're taking when taking this advice is like what's the worst that can happen mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. no one's gonna die mm-hmm. someone's gonna tell you no and you move on and you figure out how to get what you want exactly right yeah <laughs> um so she was super lovely to talk to and like give us her time and yeah <laughs> i know when we talked to her it was like a weird thing where they were just broadway was like reopening and they had just Kinda. closed and yeah it was- <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot, but it was a really beautiful episode, and um, go check it out. Yes. The Shaquille. The next one, we have Shaquille. I loved this episode. <laughs> I also love Shaquille. I've seen him. I saw him, like, twice before he left, because he is on the East Coast right now. Doing oh, Anna what Green, a show. Doing Anna Green Gables. Right, yes. right. So he's been posting about it a lot, but one of my favorite tidbits was... And then I questioned the why. For me, it was just like, why are we doing this? What is the, what is the purpose of telling this one story? What, or why are you abstracting? Or why are you avoiding narrative? Like, what is the reason? Yeah, I yes. believe all art can be valid if you can answer that. Yeah. Yeah. I, not, I may not 
prefer it, but if you know your why, I, I will support you. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I felt like a lot of that was lost, and I just felt, found myself questioning, yeah. why am I spending five years in process for this piece to do three shows, <laughs> and you're, you're not really giving me any answers or anything, and I'm not allowed to look up, and it's very internal, and that's, uh, there's just a lot of things in it that didn't sit right. And also, when I was in school, I realized you, you talk about contemporary choreographers and it'd be like, who? But then you say West Side Story and I'm like, which version? From what year? Which revival? <laughs> who played Anita? I have the book, I have the script, I have the movie, I have right. all the recordings. Right. I naturally was always into musicals. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so then that's where I sort of like went to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not downplaying contemporary dance in any way. I, a lot of it's gorgeous and I'm here for it. But for me, as an artist, being in those spaces, I just found myself being like, why? That was like such a beautiful thing to say and to hear because I find that a lot of my work and the questions that I'm constantly asking when it comes to art is exactly what he said. Like, why are we avoiding the narrative? Why are we avoiding making work that people enjoy? enjoy? Why are we trying to get away from that? And just like how he phrased it with the idea of like if they can answer, if people can answer that question, it's validating. It's valid, you know? Um, I just thought it was like a really beautiful way to look at it and sum up work that you may not want to understand or just (laughs) re-questioning your work sometimes. Yeah, because I think also from like our perspective, especially when we came, especially when we came out of school, Mm -hmm. is like there's this big like emphasis put on making non-narrative work. But then you're also like, half how the time- fucking weird can you be? Basically, <laughs> yeah, in contemporary modern dance, you yeah. know. And so it is, and you kind of like try to you try to do that for a while, and then you realize no one wants to watch your work because they don't fucking get it. And then it you're doesn't- like, why does nobody want to watch me? Why aren't I making money? Ugh. Yeah. Because you're not making shit people want to see, all right? And that's the hard truth. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, it's the hard truth, and it's also a learning curve, right? Yes. yes. And we. We're out of it. <laughs> we grew out of it. And listen, Shaquille says a very good thing. If you can answer the why, yeah, then good for you. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Up next, we have Donna, Donna Crochet. Crochet. Donna was our season premiere. Yes. Um, Donna has lived an extremely full and exciting life. She began her career as a professional ballet dancer and now works in TV and film. Oh boy, I'm still struggling with it. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah, I still have moments of, like, I wanna say for the first 15 years that I lived, that I moved here, I was unable to go watch a performance. Like, I could not Mm -hmm. go watch a dance performance because I would just sit there and cry. Because it was, because my career ended not because I decided to end it. Right. Mm. It was taken away. And so um, it took a long time. And it was coupled with, you know, there's the whole mental trip, but there's also the physical trying to get back to yeah. getting out of this back brace. And being in a back brace for six months, you can't just suddenly take it off and you're like, I'm healed. You have to wean yourself yeah. out of it a little bit longer every day. So it'll mm-hmm. take like a month and a half, two months to get out of it. Right. Um it was a really very, very difficult, I'm not going to lie, it was a very, um, yeah, it was a tough, 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 tough transition mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. In this moment, she like really kind of like hones in on something that I think is super important that 
you don't have to quote unquote like get over something mm-hmm. or get past something especially when we think about how our careers specifically in the arts like constantly shift and evolve you can hold on to that thing mm-hmm. and it's okay to miss something and it's okay to look at something and be like you know what I'm not over that or I'm not like I still get upset or I still have feelings of longing I really enjoyed that moment because I think it was like reassuring and validating in the fact that like I can be still feeling those feelings and if someone like Donna who has worked for so long in the industry in so many different ways is still feeling those things it's it's okay for me to feel them too mm-hmm. yes yeah after that we have Susanna Fournier stopping identifying with being an artist yeah I think anything we start to decide we are mm-hmm. is a path to misery. <laughs> like, yeah, because there's such a pressure, I think, in the West, find something you love and then make money off of it. Mm. Right. Because then if you love your job, because it's you and it's, your meaningful, it's meaningful to you, then you've succeeded. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're an artist, but you are still doing some other job, for money then you're not yet an artist right or you're not really an artist or you're not a successful artist yeah and it's just like setting ourselves up for this experience of failure mm-hmm. because we've overly identified our personhood mm-hmm. right as i'm an actor well then what am i when i'm not yeah working nothing i'm nothing i don't exist right? yeah and it's like Whoa, that's dark mm-hmm. i was more like whoa <laughs> when susanna said that it was just a, it made, I feel like we've often questioned, even like in the title of this podcast, like, what does the word artist mean? Yes. <laughs> and like, we've gone back and forth depending on like the fad for the year of what, <laughs> if that's what people want to call themselves or if that's not what people want to call themselves. And yeah, honestly, it's still something that I struggle with. I think it's still something we all struggle with is calling ourselves an artist. Is that too pretentious? No, it's not. I'm an artist. It's fine. I think right. it's like this multi-personality that comes in and it's sometimes hard to answer the question on whether you are an artist or not. Right. But it's also like talking, thinking about that you're allowed to be more than your career, right? Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. allowed to be more than the thing that you do because if you only identify with that thing, I think Susanna says exactly that, then you are nothing without it. Yeah. I mean, when she says like, you can't, people don't do that with like a child isn't going to fix anything or a partner isn't going to fix anything. So you being, you're having one beautiful piece of work that you make, congratulations, but it's not going to fix the problems that you're dealing with. Yeah. And it can't be your end all and be all. Yes. Even though it might take your, all all your energy in that moment. It might take all of your end all and be all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Also just like super aligning with what we say sometimes, just like sometimes you have to kill the baby. Like... Yes. Like relating art to like the idea of a child is so, there's so much cross over there. <laughs> um, Last but certainly not least, <laughs> the Madonna that we know. <laughs> the Madonna that we all know, Sieski. Life is an improv, Sieski. Like, remember that. Like, she was like, you can make one decision one day because you acted on that impulse. You can make another decision like, the next improv. week. Like, I was like, Paige would say that. I was like, should I get that tattooed like on my lower back or something? Like, yes. <laughs> Life is an improv. <laughs> or just like, yes, yes and. <laughs> and 
also something that I've been using all the time, which is life's an improv, baby. Life is an improv. <laughs> I don't really think that needs any explanation. Yeah. Like it's, it just <laughs> reminds me of like, and that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like walking around just saying it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a good reminder to adapt. It's a good reminder to adapt <laughs> and always say yes and yes and not maybe not take yourself so seriously. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Um, so those are our words of wisdom. We hope you enjoyed them. I hope you go back and listen to those episodes. They're yeah. awesome episodes. Go back and find your own wisdom in them. Like just because these moments resonated with us doesn't mean there's a thousand other more moments that might resonate with you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an episode that you? You have a favorite episode from the season, Corinne? Ooh. Do, 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 do. I, well, my immediate thought is Nicole. Oh, okay. Because it's recent and because I love Nicole so much. Right. And I love listening to her speak. I think she's so, one. I think she's thought so much about the topic that she used in Fringe and some of her work in here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. and like how deep that the, that issue specifically dementia and like Alzheimer's relates to her and her the experience that she's had right but the way that she talks about it is extremely this is gonna sound weird it makes me happy to hear her talk about it yes <laughs> even though it's like a really hard topic and it's like an experience that was awful for her to go through mm-hmm. and then to try to make art about it um but even while I was listening to that or editing that episode I was like this is like so nice to listen to and Nicole knows exactly what she wants to say about it. So listening to her talk about it was easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what about yourself? It's so hard because I have episodes that like really resonated and yeah. like Landon Doax is one. Yep. Like I said, like I was obsessed with Landon right after we interviewed. <laughs> I was like, Landon. <laughs> Can I give you a hug? Like, <laughs> just talk your ear off. Yeah. Um, but I actually really also loved Hannah Emily Anderson. Her episode was really good. And it was really just like a nice conversation about, I think, like how we're all, especially at the age we're at, is our feeling. Yes. <laughs> you know, about if, being a woman and aging. And about being a woman, about aging, about working. Yeah. Um, about having imposter syndrome. It was just like a really nice episode. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. She and then, great. of course, having tomorrow on was just, like, such a ball of laughs. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah, it's also, like, yeah, tomorrow was so funny and so easy and so just, like, homey. She, like, came in, sat down, eating snacks, making yeah. us laugh. You know, she hung out for, like, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's also just, like, always nice when we have our friends on. Like, it's always funny to have Sadie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I see Sadie, like, every so often, and it's just a ball of laughs every time. So it's, it's yeah. nice. It's hard to, like, pick a favorite. Totally. You know? Yeah. It's hard to pick a favorite. I think everybody brought something super unique to every single episode. I think everybody brought an amazing vulnerability and openness that we're, it's, like, such a privilege to have. Right. You know, like, how often is it do you get to sit down with someone for coffee for an hour and a half? Mm -hmm. And they, like, sometimes spill their guts to you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Sure, yeah. So. Yeah. It's nice. It is nice. We are going to move on to our favorite answers to the question, is is being an artist fucking killing you? Yeah. Which we asked every episode, I think, for the last three seasons at least. Five, four, and three. Yeah. I don't remember if we were doing it in season one and two. We were. 
Were we? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I sweep always ask that question, I swear. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I just don't remember anything. That's okay. I have the brain of a goldfish. Um, but these are some of our favorite answers, which if you're like loving these answers and laughing at them, there's a thousand on our Instagram, which you can go and see. Exactly. All right. Jacob McInnes. Oh, listen. <laughs> I love when a response know? starts like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, so I've, I really thought about this. Um, and I think the time between the art mm. kills me. Mm. I think the aspect of job insecurity is killing me. The inconsistency is killing me. Um, not being, having what we do not being honored as an actual job is killing me. Uh, paying double rent because a theater can't afford to put on its artists is killing me. Um, Yeah, and like having to buy groceries at Dollarama is killing me. Um, uh, So yeah, um, I I think I blame the system, (laughs) a system that uh, uh, takes art, consumes it, but doesn't honor it. It's an abusive relationship. This was also, we were just talking about our favorite episodes. This is also an episode that I love. <laughs> Duh. Loved Jacob it. is also someone that I am now obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved talking to them. It was wonderful. So funny. And so also insightful. so truthful. Like this answer was just so, it, it just feels like, do you know what it is? It feels like the simplest answer, but no one's come up with it. Mm. That's what it is. It's something, it's the best way to like describe how we're all feeling in the shortest amount of words, but like accurately. Yeah. Yeah. It's the time between. It's the time in between that's killing us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yes, it's just perfect. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Kendra Epic. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I thought about this question and I feel like I often think about like relate being an artist to like drowning (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like you're constantly just like wading in the water and like trying to swim and there's all these factors that are coming into play and you're like I just want to like get to the island and the island is like the island is like (laughs) this this, like false idea of success is this island Oh, totally. And it changes all the time. It changes everywhere. Like, and then you'll like turn and there's another island and you're like, oh, maybe this island. And then you're just kind of like swimming around. And um, yeah, so I would say yes. But also it's like, I like, I like swimming, you know? So (laughs) not actually, like I don't actually like physical swimming, but like in, in metaphorically, I like to swim. So I'm going to keep swimming until like a boat comes by and like an old fisherman is like you should get out (laughs) and I will just take you to the island but I'm I'm yeah here's a tow rope here's a a, a floaty pass me pass me a noodle yeah like swimming on my noodle to this island this non-existent island it's a mirage why do do you so why do you like with this the way she answered this question because it's literally something you've been saying for five years (laughs) It was like, she started saying it and I was like, 
have you guys talked about this before? Is this something that you've discussed together at length? You and Kendra? No. <laughs> no. I was like, wow, someone else. <laughs> I've been publicly speaking about this metaphor for what feels like years. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, maybe. I mean, like, I'm sure there's a lot of cross-reference, but me and Kendra have worked together before so often. And yeah. I'm sure it's just something that has, we both feel. Our brains are similar. I love Kenny. I'm in rehearsals with her right now. I just want to give her little squishes every time. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we all know that like one water wing analogy. Yeah, you feel like you're just holding on. And what your like goalpost keeps moving. Yeah, yeah. Which... Or you keep drowning. Or you keep... Or you're drowning. Just deeper and deeper. <laughs> um, but yes, Kenny had such a good answer. Another one that's just like so simple to talk to because we work with her all the time, so... Yeah. Even though like we were on Zoom with her, sometimes Zoom can be a little awkward. Doesn't matter if you're interviewing or just like talking to your bestie. Mm-hmm. It can be fucking weird sometimes. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, better than it originally was, but still fucking weird. True, true. Yeah. Remember when we were doing recordings online? I but don't. I honestly think I've blacked it out. I know what you're about to say. And I don't want to speak of it ever again. Okay. When we were doing the recordings, not through Zoom, but through a phone platform where nobody could see each other. Yeah, because it promised better audio quality. And I was like, this seems like a good idea. But we couldn't read each other's visual cues and like make eye contact and like know when to speak and when not to speak. Yeah, it would just be like me sitting in my office chair, like (laughs) stressed out (laughs) for a full 45 minutes. Yeah. And then we're like, fuck it. Let's just do Zoom like everybody else in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and then we went on Zoom and didn't realize that oh, at the that first point, time. The, etiquette, the etiquette was that like, really that I'm sure you all know, but Zoom etiquette became this thing where you mute yourself when while someone else is speaking and then you yeah. unmute yourself when you have something to say. So everyone, and there was like six people on this call. So everyone was doing that. And then we pulled the audio and we realized that it, what that does if you're recording and pull the audio, it means that it cuts all of the audio every time you've muted and unmuted yourself. Into tiny little clips. <laughs> yeah, so like, unmute, blah, 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 mute. That becomes its own file. <laughs> but for six people, and then Corinne- For an hour and a half. <laughs> and then Corinne had to jigsaw puzzle it. I didn't jigsaw puzzle it. Yeah, yeah. I just pulled the audio from the video in as one clip. <laughs> yes, but that's well, what happens on Zoom. <laughs> let's, like, let's pray, like, let's take a moment of silence for hoping that we never have to do that again. Yeah. And like relearn technology because of a global pandemic. But- Monkeypox. Yeah, if you, <laughs> you use Zoom to record, know that, that that happens. Yes, when you go into your advanced settings and you go audio recording and you get to click the little box that says, every participant gets their own audio to help everybody not to mute themselves. Exactly. Just stay on the whole time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, (sighs) Sorry, that was a brief intermission while we make our way through to the next (laughs) being an artist is fucking killing me moments. Richard Lamb, what a wonderful human. Yeah, he's so lovely. He was so fun. He's so nice. Like, yeah, I guess, but also like, (laughs) so is everything. (laughs) Like, everything fun is killing me, so why not throw it on the pile? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I can't really imagine my life without it, in a way. It's given me so much. Mm. I'm kind of, like, I shudder to think of who I would be if I hadn't discovered the arts and, like, made them such a big part of my life. They've, like, balanced me out a lot compared to, like, how I could be if I wasn't in the arts, I think. 
I mean, dark, Richard, <laughs> first of all, but accurate. <laughs> yes, dark and accurate and friggin' hilarious and truthful, honestly. Like, we're all getting older. So we're dying anyways. Yeah. Might as well do things we love. Yeah. Might as well have fun. Yeah. It was really nice talking to Richard, and he's another, like, was actually such a chill interview. Should be in the top, like, one of our favorites as well. Like, yeah. Came in, owned his space. Yep. Very chill. We laughed. Very charming, naturally funny. It was really nice talking to him. Yeah. Thanks, yes. Richard. Thanks, Richard. Next up, we have Landon Doak. Oh, you mean my crush? Yeah. <laughs> I hope he hears that. What? I hope he hears that. Landon, if you're listening, <laughs> I have a crush on you. <laughs> Recently single. <laughs> well, it's been put out there. <laughs> no. What does that even mean? It's not killing me. Like, sure. It's killing me. It's so hard. I, I, can't, I can't imagine being a fucking nurse right now. I'm like... Like, I can't, I like, my life is so chill. Me and the bad hatters, like, we say this thing now, when things start to get really stressful or we're trying to create something and people are arguing, we go, hang on, everybody, it's just theater. You know what I mean? There's a niche of people. We all care about theater. We're very passionate. We love it. But you know what? If the world was on fire, you don't need the theater actors. You need, yeah. like, there are a lot more important people. So... It's very hard, but it's very rewarding. And I think you just got to do the work to protect your mental health and make enough money that you're not stressed out about it. Because otherwise, it's, it's such a fucking privilege to get to do. Uh, to be on a stage at Stratford is like, that's a dream come true. It's so cool. Like, I, yeah. yeah, you can't replace that. It's so cool. So it's not killing me. It's not killing me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so funny. And also, like, something that bad hats say. Yes, all the bad hatters say that. Yeah. Which is, like, we have Fiona on. You know, yeah. I think in the last season, she's a <laughs> bad header. Yeah. What I loved about that episode is that they just, like, didn't take, like, Lannon didn't take anything too seriously is what I learned from that episode. Yeah. You know, like, yes, take your work seriously, be prepared, but also, like, <laughs> it's just theater, it's man. It's just theater. We're not, we're not saving lives here. Hold on. Yeah. You know? We're not saving lives. It's just theater. At the end of the day, you're making something with your friends mm -hmm. you're playing with your friends mm -hmm. and other people get to watch you yeah have you seen like for those of you that don't know if you ever see people like theater performers or dancers or like <laughs> artists working in a space it literally just looks like kids outside on recess yeah nobody has any idea what's going on no we're mostly just throwing ideas to the wind hopefully one of them sticks Hoping someone gives someone directions. <laughs> yeah, falling around, yelling yeah. at each other, yeah. like playing games. It's just, yep, it's just a barrel of monkeys. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Landon. Next up, we have, or sorry, last but not least, we have Forza. Beautiful Forza. Also a guest we had on at the beginning of the season, burlesque performer. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> My response is it doesn't have to, I don't think, but it's really easy for it to. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, about, I guess it's, yeah, figuring out a way to do it where like you're challenged but not dying, I guess, <laughs> whatever that means. You don't let it like get away from you. Yeah. The rat race. 
yeah, you look at it for where it has meaning and what makes you, why you liked it in the first place. And like, yeah, interesting, I guess, sort of full circle. It's like you find that kind of inner childhood sense of play and what is exciting. Yeah. And you chase that. What I really loved about Force's interview and this answer specifically is a lot of the conversation revolved around setting boundaries about returning to work and this answer it doesn't have to kill you like we can love what we do we can be good at it we can be dedicated we can be um, educated in it we can be all the things we want to be in our art form without letting it get to us Mm -hmm. right like i think she talked about that in the work in like in within the realm of loss going through family loss during the pandemic and then coming back out and being really busy and noticing about returning to old habits. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to do that. Mm Yeah. So nice. Um, Again, all of those episodes are available for you to listen to. If you haven't yet, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get podcasts. So go back, spend your time in the summer. If you're missing us, you can go back and listen to those and keep your eyes peeled on social media because we may post something you're into. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Woohoo. Before we leave, we want to remind you of a couple cool events to check out. Um, uh, Something Creative is doing a Bye Bye Baby event Saturday, June 11th at 9 p.m. at Space on King. It's an immersive art and dance party celebrating bisexuality. So hit that up before Pride. It's such a cool idea. There's tons of live art happening. It's going to be an awesome celebration, and I would highly suggest. Also, just go check out Something Creative. They are putting on events all year long. They're um, part of Playdate as well, Mm -hmm. which are the the brunches that... Big outdoor brunches. Big outdoor drag brunches that happen. Um, They're super fun. I know that they're working on lowering prices for that for this year, so go check them out on Instagram, somethingcreative.co. Cool. And before we go, we have to say thank you. Thank you to all of the guests. Thank you to Devin, our junior producer. Mm-hmm. Thank you to every single listener, subscriber. If you're only here once in a while, if you've been here since the beginning, thank you for taking the time to listen to us ramble and giggle and have a good time and dive deep with some Toronto artists, some Canadian-based artists. Yes, if you have any ideas about artists, for the next upcoming seasons, please send us an email at galpalprods at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, anywhere. You can stalk your ex. Um, we'll be there. Yeah. Have a great summer. Bye.